Now it's your turn to do some praising. Why do I sing about Jesus? Because he's the best thing to enter my life. Let's stand and sing our hymn of praise. Hymn number 41 in your 541 in your hymnals or the words shall appear on the screen. Don't you just love it when things work out just the way you planned them? I do. Okay. Well, we can always pick up our hymnals and turn to hymn number 541. Can't we, Thomas? Jesus. 
Paula for that wonderful salute to our troops. Uh, we, we need to recognize ooh, what they do for us <laughs> and, um, and what they did for us this morning. It, it was our, um, our veterans that took up the offering this morning and we appreciate their service to our country and their service to us as well. That they are a vital part of, of Conway Baptist Church and we appreciate the things that they do for us too. And now we have come to uh, part of, of our worship this morning where Shelby Ricks is going to come and give her testimony. Uh, a few weeks ago, she was ordained as a deacon on our deacon board, and uh, she uh, did not have the opportunity to, to tell us about her witness at that time, but she's going to come and do that right now. And, and uh, so, Shelby, come in and tell us about your how you're going to serve Conway Baptist Church. Good morning. Um, was given some advice last night. When I get before you sweet folks, I get a little nervous. And one sweet gentleman told me last night, he said, Shelby, he said, I used to do the same thing. He said, first time I got up there and started talking to people out there in the congregation, he said, I thought the back of that church had done moved to Como. <laughs> and I agree. And then he, then he told me, he said, well, he said, if you get up down there and you, and you stay there and you, and you just shake one leg, he said, that helps a whole lot. And I thought to myself, I said, but you don't know that both of my legs shake. <laughs> so y'all in for a treat back here, too. <laughs> anyway, um, pre- yeah, Preacher Willie called back in September, and he advised me that he'd be doing the ordination service, and I was real honored um, that he was going to do it. Um, Preacher Will and I go back. He's seen me at my worst. He's seen me in tears. He's seen me in happy times. And so it was special that um, he was going to do that. And so he said, they wanted you to do just a little five-minute testimony. Can you do that? And I said, yes, sir, I think I can. And he said, well, you know, Shelby, he said, we all know that, you know, you can do some talking. And I said, well, yeah, preach, I can. But, you know, when you get up here and things go back on in Como, I don't know. But um, to just give you a little insight of where my family and I, how we got here and what we've done and things that did touch my life. Um, about probably 18, 20 years ago, um, we, were, we were at a sweet little church. But we had a youth that really wanted to become involved in a youth program. And, you know, you do kind of what your children want you to do, and you want to, them to grow in their faith with God, too. So we began to visit around at churches, and we visited, and some of our friends asked us to come here to try Conway. They had a fantastic youth program here, and just as they do today, and so we came, and we were invited to a Sunday school class, and we kind of found our fit. Marlo was happy. She was overjoyed with being with a great bunch of youth, and so here we come. 
And Conway was a friendly church, a happy church, a great pastor. They had mission, they were mission-minded, and I love mission work. And um, so here we are still today. And we have become involved in different areas um, of the church. And, of course, WMU is my passion, and I, I love my sisters in WMU. Um, <clears throat> over the years, I've been asked to become a deacon several times. I always had an excuse, always. I was working, and whew, I didn't have time, Mm-mm, didn't have time to do it, I'm sorry. Mm. Then I became retired. Well, I guess they thought, well, let's try it again. Well, then I said, I made another excuse. I said, well, you know, I'd like to travel some, but that didn't happen. Let me not retired. I'm not going anywhere by myself. And that was another excuse. And then I was, they asked, I was asked again. And at that time, I was serving as WMU director for three years, and that was what I was focused on. I want to focus on one thing, just one thing. And then, you know, after that time, I got to thinking about there are so many people in this church that serve wear so many hats, you know, you can do more than one job. So all of that was excuses, excuses that I put out loud, that I just, I don't know, I guess I needed God to work through me. I did not know whether I was worthy enough to be a deacon, and I needed him to speak to me. So it's been on my mind for many years um, and so I started praying, especially last year, because again, last year I put it off for various reasons. And I prayed for God to speak to me, to show me a sign that I might be worthy to be a deacon. Because I'm not perfect, and I don't know that anybody is, but you know, some people may be, but God is the perfect person. But I just wanted a sign, and during service this summer, Reverend Paul Langston, he said something that really stuck in my mind, and he said, listen when God speaks to you. Well, I was sitting right back there way in front of Beck and Johnny, and I said, yeah, and that's what I want him to do. I want him to speak to me. I want him to give me a sign. So back in August, I was in my kitchen writing bills out, eating my breakfast bar, and I had my little phone beside me. And at that time, that's when little Trey Futrell had been hurt, and everybody was on the phone first thing in the morning to see what kind of post Beth had made about Trey. And I was flipping through my phone, scrolling through, and I don't read everything that's out there on Facebook. You know, I just scroll on past it. I just don't look at it. I like to look at the pictures. I like to look at baby pictures and wedding pictures and happy pictures. You know, I don't like to look at things like that. Um, but I scrolled past this, and something caught my eye. I scrolled back down to it, and I read it, and I read it three times. And it went like this. It said, life begins <clears throat> at the end of your comfort zone. 
So if you're feeling uncomfortable right now, know that the change that's taken place in your life is a beginning and not an ending. I read that three different times, and I took it apart. And I said, life begins at, your comf- at the end of your comfort zone. I was in my comfort zone. I was doing a little bit of WMU stuff, a little flower committee stuff, and a little social committee stuff. And, you know, I was, I was in my comfort zone. But life was going to begin at the end of my comfort zone. And was I feeling uncomfortable? Yeah, because I had this deacon thing on my mind because I, they had, because I had had it on my mind since early spring. He said, know that the change taking place in your life is a beginning and not an ending. I felt like that that was God speaking to me that morning. He was giving me the opportunity to have a beginning in this church to serve as a deacon. I took my little phone and I texted a member of the nominating committee and told him that I would accept being a deacon. I had a, a peace to come over me that morning and it was almost a happiness or joyfulness or, or something. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. But scripture says Jesus can use your life right where you are. And that's what I feel in my life. And I think anyone, he can use any of us um, right where we are. So that's my testimony. But I've got this that I just want to read because this too has touched me. It says, tear down every excuse that has kept you from running into the arms of our Savior. Surrender to the truth that he is with us always and knows what we can or cannot do. He sees the beauty of what we are becoming as we surrender to his love for us. And that was a a devotion that touched me. So may we all continue to work in the field. Jesus asked to use our lives for his purpose, not just the good parts, but the mistakes. We all make mistakes, but he's going to use the good parts. The parts of the story that makes us hang our heads. He uses our strengths and weaknesses. So I say... Yes, Lord, here I am. I ask for your prayers as I take this journey of the next three years. I um, look forward to serving on this deacon board. And I ask your prayers for this church. This church has meant a lot to my family. And we serve it with, with gratitude and with happiness. And we serve it with the love of the Lord in our hearts. Thank you. Okay, the choir is going to come and sing for you now, and 
then um, Redeemed has a song that they want to do for you too. But if you'll look at your bulletin, you see that there's a place where you say, I am thankful for. So I want you to be thinking about that, about some things that you are thankful for, things in your life that you're thankful for, your things that, that God has done in your life that you're thankful for. Because I want us to to share with one another how how these things have affected our lives and ha- and what God has done for us. Bring your time, bring your shame, bring your guilt, and bring your pain. And don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right. That's all right. Cause I hear a voice and he calls me redeemed. 
Now it's your chance. It's your opportunity to, uh, to tell everybody what you're thankful for, to tell him what you're thankful for, how he has, has worked in your life or how uh, things have worked out for you. Does anybody want to be first?
Okay. Anybody else? Connie? That's very important. We've got to keep the church together. Yes, we all are. Anyone? Don't be bashful now. Make it a habit, okay? It's always a blessing.
we're, we're glad that you're able to be here too. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> We love you, Lori. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Barry. <laughs> It's, I hope I can talk, (laughs) I hope I can sing. (laughs) Um, It's easy to be thankful for the blessings in our life, the things, the good things that happen. But there are times when we ask God for certain things and it doesn't work out the way that we want it to. We think he hasn't heard us or he's ignoring us or something like that. But he knows our hearts and he gives us what we need. He hasn't turned a deaf ear to our requests, but he knows what's best, and he gives us his best. And we need to be thankful for that, too. I might as well end everything right now. I, can't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to go on. But, but I think about that each day when I ask for things, and it doesn't seem to come my way, and I just say, <laughs> I ask for patience <laughs> because it doesn't seem he doesn't seem to be answering me the way that I want him to. But then in the end, I realize that he had a better plan, that he, he knows what I really need. And that's true of all of us. We can all say this, the same thing, that he gives us his best. And we don't always know what that is. But he, he's always ready and willing to give it to us, the best that he has to give. Okay. All right. I guess I'm ready. No, I'm not. Okay. I never should have done this. Okay. Okay.
Okay, now we have a time. Paul is going to play some quiet music. And this is a time where you can take an opportunity to come forward, to kneel at the altar, kneel at the front bench, uh, thank God for what he's done in your life, ask him to move in your life, to show you where he wants you to be, how he wants you to serve him in your daily walk. So take this time to think about him, ask him to come into your heart and work in your heart and show you how he wants to use you in his plan. Thank you, each and every one of you, for coming and being a part of our church service this morning. I hope that that you'll come back and be with us again. And bring a friend with you the next time. We want to fill up this church. There are a lot of empty pews, but we want to fill each and every one with 
with friends like you, and uh, so we can spread the word and spread, make Conway uh, a Christian town. We have a lot of, of Christians here. They're not all here this morning, but, but we want it to continue to grow that everyone will know that we know Jesus, we love him, and we serve him here at Conway Baptist Church. Connie, would you dismiss us with prayer, please?